Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show uh, Alicia D'Souza. Uh, she is the Director of Marketing at Pineo. Uh, hi, Alicia. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, uh, thank you for joining. And uh, I'm definitely curious uh, and excited about this uh, episode. And I want to start by talking about your background. So can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I actually moved to Toronto. I won't age myself, but uh, some time ago to to go to university. So I came here actually specifically for Ryerson's entrepreneurship program. So my educational background is is in marketing and, and entrepreneurship. And I just kind of fell in love with the city and, and all of the startup activity that was happening here. Um, so shortly after I graduated from Ryerson, I started working at the DMZ, which is um, actually North America's number one uh, university-based startup incubator. So it's it's based at Ryerson, um, and I really had the pleasure of interacting with a ton of different startups and, and really learning about technology and different business models. Um, so it was, you know, I had a great experience working at the DMZ, um, sort of leading up their startup services there. Um, and from there, I, I left and I, I kind of got the startup itch and I wanted to transition from helping support startups and, and watching them grow to actually joining the startup myself. So um, I joined Wattpad um, as a talent manager for their Wattpad Studios arm, which was really exciting. And Wattpad Studios was brand new at the time. So it was really, you know, it was like a startup within a startup um, helping that get off the ground. So I was with Wattpad um, for about two years and um Again, kind of looking for another experience, looking to gain more skills uh, in, in different areas. So from there, I, I joined Fineo about a year ago to, to lead up content and marketing. Perfect. Um, so I, I still don't fully understand what Fineo does. I did visit the website, but perhaps you can elaborate on uh, what is Fineo and how the idea came about. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, so Fineo has been around for about four years now. Um, so we are a digital marketplace for life and health insurance. Um, so really our goal is to digitize um, the entire buying and selling insurance experience. Um, and really by we're doing that by empowering financial advisors with tools and technology to streamline their workflow. Um, so when we say marketplace, it's you know kind of similar to an experience you would expect if you go use something like Airbnb or Amazon. Um, you know, we're consolidating all of Canada's top uh, insurance carriers in, in one place and making that search and purchase process a lot easier for advisors and their clients. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm trying to understand this. So what kind of insurance are you selling? Are you selling like health insurance, car insurance, home insurance, travel yeah. insurance, uh, yeah, all so of the... <laughs> we're we're specific to life and health insurance. Okay, yeah. life and health insurance, and and your your service you're focusing it on like the insurance brokers or advisors. Yes, exactly. So they are the ones who use it, and through um, this marketplace they can find these different insurance services and providers uh, through through this platform. Exactly. Yeah. So if you think about, you know, the way an advisor interacts with their client traditionally, the client, you know, they'll work with their client to figure out their financial goals and 
and what they're hoping to achieve. So um, if, you know, if I was a client and I, I came to you, for example, looking for a life insurance policy, that advisor would have to do a lot of due diligence and um, understanding my current assets and liabilities and my financial goals. And from there, go to individual uh, insurance carrier websites to try to figure out who, what's the best fit for me and who's within my price range and, and all of that. So it's really a fragmented process. Um, and nobody's really putting all of those policies into one place and, and making that easier for the advisor. So that's, that's what we're aiming to do. Wow. That's, that's pretty interesting. It's like a one stop shop for life and health insurance, uh, yep. for, for insurance advisors. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Um, does Fineo have any uh, direct competitors? Uh, are there any existing solutions also in this area? Yeah, so if you look at our sort of competitive landscape, um, a lot of the other companies um, in this vertical are focused on automating so certain aspects of the insurance supply chain. Um, so whether that's the actual insurance applications or quoting or compliance. Um, a lot of our competitors focus on, on automating and digitizing one specific part of the supply chain. Um, and what makes Fineo unique is we are really trying to build that end-to-end -end experience for advisors. So they don't have to use five or six different tools to get an entirely digital experience. Um, we want to be, just like you said, the one-stop shop for insurance advisors. Um, so it's, it's been interesting and, you know, there are some opportunities to partner with some insured techs and we are in conversations with some that are, you know, digitizing different parts of the process that, that we are today. Um, so I think that, you know, it, in some ways we can look at some of our competitors as potential partners because we're not, nobody is really offering exactly what we are. So it gives us some flexibility. Mm -hmm. And, uh, has the pandemic have any did the pandemic have any uh, effect on Finneo or its business operations? Yeah, I think it's been really interesting working in insurance during this pandemic because insurance is such a legacy industry and it's very much paper-based and um, and analog. So, you know, shortly after COVID hit um, and the the regu the mandate around physical distancing was introduced. A lot of advisors really struggle to to do their jobs because a lot of insurance policies require like a physical handwritten signature from your client um, and a, a witness present and all of those things. And they, that really got in the way of advisors being able to sell their product. So in some ways, a platform like Fineo definitely helped in, in that situation where they needed a, a digital experience and something that they could just send, you know, a link to their clients and have them review um, policies digitally and sign digitally and incorporate things like e-signatures in a way that advisors haven't before. So um, it, it, in some ways, it really helped us kind of push our, our mission and, and our vision forward. Um, but it's been really interesting um, just kind of seeing a legacy industry like insurance try to catch up um, to to where they should be today. So I know like a lot of carriers are are sort of scrambling to to really digitize their entire operations and, and their processes. So um I, I think it's it's definitely a step in the right direction and and I'm hoping that um you know we'll we'll come up with some some solutions soon to to really push this this industry forward even beyond beyond COVID. So 
it's been, yeah, it's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're the director of marketing at Fineo and, uh, and, uh, I definitely want to learn about the different B2B marketing strategies that you're using and implementing to promote, uh, Fineo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, our marketing strategy, what I like to say is we're B2B to C. <laughs> um, so you, as we mentioned, we're an advisor centric marketplace. So we target, uh, both independent advisors, uh, and also advisor agencies as well. Um, so we, we use a number of different approaches. Um, right now we focus a lot on content and community building. Um, so we do a lot of written content like blogs and videos and really just trying to add value through, through content and, and learning and education. Um, before COVID, we were doing also some in-person events. So a lot of meetups uh, with local advisor communities, which, which works really well, um, to, to build and foster those relationships. Obviously now we, we were unable to do that. So we've kind of pivoted a little bit and we, we were doing a lot of webinars and, and hosting a lot of sort of thought leaders in the space, um, on our webinar series. So that's, that's really helped and, and foster a lot of great conversations. Um, we also use email marketing and, and nurturing campaigns, uh, and a little bit of direct spend. So we do, um, play around a little bit with, with paid ads and campaigns and sponsorships and that sort of thing. So we, we try a number of different approaches. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, ha- um, had a chance to visit, uh, your YouTube page and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think you have multiple episodes there. Um, so definitely, a Content marketing is something that I do myself and, and, uh, I'm curious to know what kind of content you're creating, uh, for your potential customers, uh, uh, through your blogs and through YouTube. Yeah. And, um, well, well, speaking of COVID, uh, then that's a great example. You know, one of the decisions we had to make as the pandemic was sort of panning out is how does this change our marketing strategy and our tone and, and what we're saying to our customers and our audience. Um, so actually the, the launch of our YouTube channel and that web series was really sparked by everything that was happening around the world. And we decided that, okay, we need to get out of sales mode for a second and just focus on how do we add value to our customers? And, how, and, and as I mentioned before, uh, advisors were just really struggling just to, sell insurance and to do their jobs. And that's a scary place to be, to think that, you know, they might not be able to earn an income. So we really try to be empathetic and put ourselves in our advisor's shoes and say, okay, how can we help them overcome what's happening right now? Um, so a lot of the, the topics that we focus on in the web series are about, uh, for example, we just did one on relationship building during COVID because you can't you know, meet clients in person, you can't build relationships the way you used to. So how do you use technology and how do you sort of reimagine relationship building? Um, we've done another series on e-signatures and how to use tools like DocuSign and that sort of thing. So really the content we're focusing right now is just on adding value um, to our community. And I think, you know, as a result, we'll see more people um, subscribe to our newsletters and, and join our ecosystem because we're not asking them for anything. We're just, we're just giving them at this point. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think uh, for content marketing, what you're doing is particularly relevant. You're essentially helping your customers or potential customers be better at their jobs and Mm -hmm. giving them tips and suggestions 
on how on how to solve the problems they might be experiencing like as you said in the pandemic relationship building and online signatures and what not um which which is definitely as you said giving 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 i i personally uh, sometimes you see uh, social media strategy of organizations or different businesses and it seems like very uh, buy 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 our product buy our product uh and uh, but but yours is particularly giving and the other aspect is in terms of uh, content strategy have you seen that this is uh, helping you improve your organic search ranking or uh further further promote your online brand yeah absolutely um we did notice uh, a fairly strong and it, it's always hard unless you have all of the tracking in place it's always hard to know for sure um it, to really narrow down that attribution but i can tell you we've seen a definite correlation between the you know the more content we put out the the more frequently we release content the more inbound traffic we we seem to get so i i'm a strong believer in it i think it it does help your search rankings it does help your brand your overall brand awareness um so we we that's why we've sort of been continuing to push content and as you said you can use content as a way to add value to your community and in turn you'll see organically people find it, find you and uh, and come across your website and come across your brand and and hopefully that'll spark some interest in what you're you're offering absolutely mm-hmm. um you also mentioned that you have uh, i guess experimented or tried some uh, paid campaigns so uh, can you share your experience about that is it like a search engine ads what kind of paid ad campaigns have you explored and what was your experience like yeah um and it's interesting in an industry like insurance because our particular demographic um isn't necessarily on the very social media sites um so we were we've tried a number of of different things like we've tried facebook ads we've tried twitter out of we haven't dabbled in instagram because our audience just isn't there but the only thing that really drove results for us was linkedin um so that's kind of once we we were able to use paid campaigns to do a little bit of testing to figure out which channels work best for us and and where like what our audience are are using and where we can find them. So LinkedIn has been the most effective so far and and even within LinkedIn you can experiment with different types of ads versus in-mail and that sort of thing. So um I I really like using LinkedIn for that sort of experimental phase of of growth marketing. Um, so that's something that we've, we've dabbled with and we've learned a lot, um, with. And another thing we've tried are also partnering with different, um, insurance organizations or communities to do some gated content, for example. So, um, different insurance publications might have a large audience that we can then create a white paper for or an ebook and have them promote that content to their audience. So that works really well because it's, it's a much more targeted approach. Whereas on LinkedIn, you know, you can try to narrow it down as, as much as you can, but you're not always hitting your exact target audience. But I found that sort of affiliate marketing and gated content, especially in partnership with different industry players, has has really driven a lot of great results for us. Mm-hmm. So this uh, content that you produced uh, with your partners, are these like, uh, let's say, are you talking about like magazine articles? Are we talking about like, through uh, various websites 
Uh, can you give us some examples? Yeah. So um, one of the partners we were working with um, was actually based in the U.S. Um, so they have sort of accumulated this fantastic audience of insurance advisors across the U.S. Um, so they do they have a newsletter, they have a huge Slack community, um, and they have a huge following on social media. So what we did with them is we wrote a white paper, um, really, and I think the topic at that time was um, helping advisors sort of transition into the digital future and how to really um, set yourself up as what we call a hybrid advisor, so an advisor that leverages technology um, to be more efficient. Uh, so in partnership with them, they were able to promote our white paper to their entire audience through the newsletter and through Slack and through their social channels. So um, there was different mediums there that they used to really get the word out and get our brand out there. And from there, we saw, you know, quite a few people sign up to access the content. From there, we were able to content contact them and, and build those relationships. So um, we had a lot of success with, with working with partners like that who, again, just sort of um, over the years have accumulated an incredible audience that sort of meets our, our target demographic. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, in, in terms of uh, paid ads on social media, one thing that I'm curious about is, um, like, as you said, you have explored different networks. And do you find that if, if you do like a CPC campaign, like a cost per click campaign, do you find that the the prices that some of these sites might charge is extremely high? Or do you think it's fair price in, because they have like a specific community of business professionals and whatnot, so they're charging for the targeting that they provide. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And I think it really boils down to who your target audience is. Um, for us, because we're we're targeting insurance advisors, but on top of that, advisors who are licensed to sell life and health insurance. So it is a bit of a niche audience. Uh, so from my experience, I found... Um, I found LinkedIn ads and, and ad campaigns were really expensive for us. Um, and they mm-hmm. didn't always drive the best results. Whereas again, if, if we're partnering with, if we're building our, our network of community partners that are very specific to the insurance community, um, we, I just found, you know, it's, we, we tend to get better results that way, but I, I do believe in, in building sort of a multi-channel marketing strategy. So we, we do have budget. For, for both of those things. Um, but I think, yeah, it just kind of boils down to, to knowing your audience and, and knowing, again, where they spend their time and, and how to really get their attention. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, have, I think I haven't spoken to anyone about doing like a paid Twitter campaign. And uh, as far as, if I'm not mistaken, Twitter may not have developed their advertising business as much as some of these other platforms have, like, like Google ads or Facebook mm-hmm. ads. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, did you have any traction from Twitter? Yeah, honestly, we, Twitter was not great for us. Um, okay. And that, <laughs> again, their their ad platform is a little bit less advanced than some of the others that you're probably used to. Uh, and and also, I just think that the the our target audience isn't spending a lot of time on Twitter, and uh, so it just it didn't drive the results that we were looking for. But. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's, I'm curious to see how that's going to evolve. And another, another player that has really popped up and, and impressed me is Instagram. Like their, their ad platform mm-hmm. 
is really great. And we like we don't use it for, for Fineo, but I've sort of played around with it for, you know, just for my own learning. Um, and I think that Instagram has come a long way as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like in, in, if you're targeting, let's say, a younger audience, um, Instagram does ha- does have some kind of traction with with the youth, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how effective it is in terms of like B2B marketing. You're in the B2B space, so it's hard to say that. But but it is definitely uh, a player in the space, and uh, and uh, I guess I, I guess as you learn more about Instagram from your your personal use, you might see what uh, they have to offer. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to learn about more is uh, what's the uh, how does the revenue model work for Fineo? Uh, is it through the insurance providers? Is it is it coming from the advisors? Uh, what, what's the monetization strategy? Yeah, so our goal is to really minimize the cost for advisors as much as possible. Um, so, so far, uh, what we've done is we've partnered with uh, intermediaries. So they're between the advisor and the insurance carrier are the insurance wholesalers. Um, so in Canada, these are called managing general agencies. And what they do is, is sometimes they take on the bulk of the administrative work involved in selling a policy. So like paperwork involved with compliance and, and client data and all those things. Um, it's really the intermediary that's that's taking that on. Um, so we've partnered with them because by, you know, if advisors are using Fineo, we can help automate so much of that paperwork and that administrative layer. So those intermediaries are willing to give us a, a percentage of revenue that comes through our platform. So um, it's a bit of a commission-based model where we get a percentage of, of any transaction that's sold on Fineo. And it's coming from the intermediary so that the advisor uh, isn't losing anything by using our product. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, so you've been with Fineo for some time. I think you mentioned like four years. Um, well, I've been I've been with Fineo just over one year, but the company's been yeah, company's been around for four years. The, the company's been around for four years. You have been here for one year. So what do um, do you like working for Fineo, and what do you like about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's one thing that really stands out to me is, uh, you know, Fineo is really trying to revolutionize an industry that, um, has not caught up, I think, to the client expectations of 2020. Um, so it's really interesting to kind of push our agenda and, make some noise in an industry that's used to doing something in a certain way. And some of these insurance companies are like 150 years old and they're just, you know, like when I say that they're stuck in their ways, it's, it's really true. They're, they're quite analog in the way that they conduct business. So I think it's, it's really fun and exciting to be part of a brand and a mission that's really trying to change an entire industry and turn it on its head. Um, and one thing I love the most about working here, honestly, is, is working with our advisors. Um, and hearing their stories. And that's something I hope we can share more of on our YouTube channel and through our content. But, you know, a lot of the advisors we work with are really in this business to to make a difference and to help their clients really plan for their future. Um, and they, I can see how much they care about their clients and, and how much they want to support them. So it, it really that's what gets us up in the morning and, and drives us to do what we do is, you know, the more that we can ease the process for advisors, the more 
clients are able to get the coverage and protection that they need and and more people will be financially secure. So um, it's I think it's always important to kind of zoom out and remind yourself, you know, as a company, why you exist and, and what kind of impact you're trying to make in the world. So um, that's really yeah one, one thing that really keeps me going up for now. And it's been, it's been a ton of fun. It's, it's a great team. Um, we you know, we had this beautiful, beautiful office on Queen West um, in the Great Hall right before COVID hit. And we, we've been in that office for about three years. But I don't know how things are looking and if we're going to be back there by the time everyone's back to work. But uh, we have a great culture and, and a great team. So, it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a personal note, what are your hobbies and interests and and how are you managing your personal time in this pandemic? Yeah. Um, well, on on one end, it's given me an opportunity to pursue hobbies that for one reason or another have kind of been on the back burner, um, you know, because we we can't go out and we're spending so much time at home. Um, one thing I've always loved is is like film editing and, and content creation. So I, you know, I think late last year, I took a course on how to create uh, like documentaries using your smartphone. Uh, so I took that course and I never made a documentary. So actually during COVID, I made my first one <laughs> and uh, yeah, did all the editing, pieced it all together, you know, had to be creative given the constraints that we have. But um, I hope to do more of that and just sort of build, build those skills now that, that we have the time. That's um, nice. I, I would definitely like to see that, uh, <laughs> That documentary, if you have a link or something, definitely send it to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know if, if all, you know, content creators are this embarrassed of their first piece of work, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it gets better with time. <laughs> um, but no, I think I, I really try to keep a positive mindset during COVID. And of course, you know, th- there were days where you're, you don't really, like everything is so uncertain and you don't know what tomorrow or next week or next month is going to look like so there are days where you know it, it kind of gets hard to to really motivate yourself to to stay active and stay busy but um i i try as much as i can to to just look at, at on the bright side and, and try to use this time to again like pursue something i may not have t- had time to before or something that makes me happy and gives me joy that you know now i, I have the time to explore a bit further so mm. do you feel like not having to uh, commute to work every day. Not sure if you live close to your office or if you live in the suburbs, but um, do you feel like not having to commute is uh, is having, let's say, a positive or negative impact on on productivity? Yeah, um, it's interesting. It well, saving the time that I would have spent commuting has definitely been. A blessing and I, I feel like I'm able to do more with with my time like for example when I was commuting to work uh, there'd be a number of occasions where I didn't have time to pack lunch the night before you know so I was spending a lot more money buying lunch outside whereas now it's like we're, every meal pretty much I'm, I'm cooking at home so I'm not only saving time by commuting I'm also saving a lot of money by not eating out and, and that sort of thing um, but I, I would say in the early days um, productivity was, you know, I, I wasn't as productive as I thought I would be just because there were so much distractions and, you know, new news articles happening all the time and new updates. And I was constantly watching the numbers and, you know, I was worried about my parents and my grandparents and all this stuff. So I, 
productivity was actually a little bit lower in the early days than than you would have thought now that we're working from home. Um, yeah. But now that, yeah, we're, we're a few months in, so I'm, I think I'm starting to, you know, I have a balance. I'm back in my groove, um, but it definitely took a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you, what what was your phone documentary that you made? What was that about? What topic did you choose? <laughs> yeah, I actually chose um, what it's like living in quarantine <laughs> during a pandemic. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. What are your time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I started off by every day doing like 30 minute, uh, sorry, 30 seconds to one minute clip on what's what was my day was like and what's happening and how it's impacting me and that sort of thing. So I started off by doing that. And then from there, I was able to pull out some of the key narratives and, and look at some of the trends that were happening and turn that into to something. So, yeah, like I said, it had to be a little bit creative with what we could do. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Alicia, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about Pineo and yourself and also B2B marketing. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Take care. And uh, you want to share your website? How can people find you? Yes, uh, you can find us at uh, fineo.com, F-I-N-A-E-O.com. Um, check it out. Let us know what you think. Send us a message. <laughs> and yeah, happy yeah. to chat anytime. Yeah, I did visit the website and I think it's, uh, I like the design. Uh, it's uh, it was intriguing, so thank you for sharing that. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this uh, particular episode, and you find this to be engaging and insightful, and you uh, learn about B two B marketing uh, and Fineo. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast, and stay tuned for more episodes.